Hello, everybody, and welcome to Dyslexic episode 14. Today is a little different. We had a couple last-minute cancellations. So instead of our regularly scheduled um, theme park court episode, today we are going to do a little chill-out chit-chat episode because today is my personal favorite park in all of Orlando's all of the Orlandos because apparently that's plural yeah there's, there's <laughs> I think there might be three of them maybe. yeah all know. three Orlandos all of them <laughs> and out of all of them my favorite park it's it's anniversary slash birthday whatever you want to call it today and it's the 20th birthday of Islands of Adventure so happy birthday Islands of Adventure Woo! yeah and uh this episode is going to be a little different because I don't have a script like I normally do because again it was a very last minute switcheroo but I still wanted to put an episode out, and I hope you guys enjoy this uh, little ramble sesh between me and Corey. By the way, I have Corey with me today. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. And we are just going to kind of chit-chat and talk about our memories and uh, the things we love and the things we're excited for and things we miss at Islands of Adventure. And uh, there's going to be no particular order. It's really just going to be a back-and-forth conversation, and you're along for the ride. So, uh, you know, please pull on those yellow straps and uh, give me a thumbs up and pull on the over-the-shoulder restraints. Make sure you're strapped in because it's going to be a wild slash strange slash unscripted ride. Woo. All right. And, Sounds good to me. Yes. <laughs> and uh, just so y'all know, by script, I don't mean I script the entire podcast. I feel like that's pretty seeing because if i did it's more it's more of a guideline it's a guideline That's like the pirate's word. code it's a guy it's just a guideline it's a guideline it's like the speed limit it's a suggestion yeah that's not true go the speed limit everybody <laughs> <laughs> i also follow the speed limit scott scott you're turning into a bandit now i'm gonna have to watch out for you <laughs> but yes so let's get this started all right um the first thing i kind of want to talk about yeah. Is I remember back in 1999 and, you know, 2000, yeah. seeing the uh, the ads and the commercials for the world's, or for, yeah, the United States' newest and the world's most technologically advanced. And oh, yes. Theme park, unlike any other, and you'll get to visit tons of places you've never been before. And my little mind was like, <sighs> yeah, just completely just scatterbrain you because like because like things like that like when you're a little kid things like that like overstimulate your brain like to a max it did and if you have never seen a 90s or no. 2000s universal studios <laughs> florida commercial it is the most over 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 stimulating thing you've ever experienced in your life it really it is, is lights and loud sounds and excitement and boom and always that one clip of people that very dramatically putting their hands in front of their face and screaming because it's yes. in every universal commercial. <laughs> yep, and you have even nowadays, like one of my favorite shots. Uh, you're talking about commercials. One of my favorite shots of all time is the one with the where they show uh, River Adventure going down the hill, but they do that like panning with that, like they pan with the boat, they pan the camera with the boat, so it, like it moves all to, at one 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 time. I love. I don't know if you know what shot I'm talking about, but. Yes, um, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's it's it, that is a work of beauty. I like I love it so much. And it's so extreme, 
Like, <laughs> I just love it, man. I, oh, oh this, yeah. The commercials for Islands of Adventure were some Universal in general, the whole resort in general, but Islands yes. of Adventure specifically were something <clears throat> else. Especially the Spider Man. Every time they showed Spider Man, nobody had any idea what this attraction was because there was oh, nothing yeah. else like it in the world. And there still really isn't, except for Spider Man. Well, you know that's a lie. Bush Gardens had had this had the same ride system. They did. But like a lot later, was, a lot later though. A lot later, yeah. but like it was just this thing. When I said technologically advanced, it was like it was just a thing that nobody had ever seen before. And every time they showed that, it was these people in a vehicle, and then Spider Man, and you were just yeah. like, I don't understand what this is, <laughs> but it looks amazing. The scoop. I love the, it. Well, I still love that name, by the way. I love that name. Like that was a that was perfect. Like for the whole Daily Bugle thing, that was just fantastic. It is. I'm gonna I'm gonna chalk that up there with one of the best ride vehicle names up with like the Time Rover in uh, yeah, for uh, sure. Dinosaur, love the scoop. <laughs> it's just such a island adventure. Is just oh, it's dude. almost a time capsule, but it's not a time capsule. You know. Well, see, that's the beauty of, of what, what they did, what they've done with Islands of Adventure is, don't get me wrong, I have my, I have my, my grievances with Harry Potter stuff, don't get me wrong on that, but we're not going to do that on this. <laughs> no, we'll get to it, we gotta we're get my, to it. That's true, we can get to it, that's true, but I, well, man, like, I have, I have a lot to say. But anyways, um, you're talking about the technological part of it, um, you, it's just amazing, like, don't get me wrong, I know that they did, they did the, you know, with Spider-Man, they did the 4K upgrade, which was one of the best, that might have been the best refurb of, on any ride ever built. It's amazing, because I, um, I did ride it both, like, original same. and the 4K. Yeah. It's, it really just enhanced that I mean, attraction. Yeah, they, they, like, everything, that, it, it took that attraction from starting outdated to back to cutting edge, like, it, it's right, it took it right back, um. And it's just amazing to think that that ride came out in 99. Like, just think about think about 99 and what technology was like back. Just think about how, how advanced that was for its time. It's just ridiculous. It really was, because, like, still to this day, I ride it. Yeah. And I'm extremely impressed every time I get on that attraction. Well, it, when the park's crowded, that ride still gets 35-minute wait times, like, consistently, like, a lot. Uh, it's died down a lot. I mean, it's still died down. I mean, it used to be. They used to use <laughs> that. Me. No, you're fine. They use that extended queue uh, all the time when it first opened. They don't use it as much anymore, but it still is not a foreign experience for it to be coming out of the entrance. It comes out of the entrance all the time and goes over into the extended area. Uh, the, the, see, that's another beautiful thing about Spider-Man is the capacity. It's absolutely phenomenal. That line, like, if... if if, if there's not too many express people, that line moves so great. Uh, it really does. And just in general, because now, now my mind just now I'm just excited because yep. again this is the unplanned episode, so we're gonna go on tons of tangents. So oh, yeah, get ready. Yeah. But the way Islands of Adventure was designed is so extreme. It's on par, if almost, and people are getting mad at me. If almost not better than some Disney parks because every detail is methodically thought out and was and like whether it looks like it's not it still is like in the spider-man queue you know how the a lot of stuff was like grayed out yep um and 
for the longest time I was like, why is it like this? Like, why didn't they just give it color? Until yeah. I kind of it kind of clicked with me at one point because again oh, yeah. it just I no, wasn't getting it as a kid, but I was like, the, oh my gosh, we're in a comic book. When you look at yep. a comic book, the background is like grayed out because it's it not is. important. Yep. It's just like muddled details in the back and i was like oh my gosh this makes so much sense now and it makes me adore that cue even more the 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 beautiful thing about islands of adventure is when it was built the essence of a theme park um as we know it today in my opinion islands of adventure was the one to start that um in the, the modern theme park era don't get me wrong you know, Disneyland, in my opinion, started the whole theme park craze. Uh, if it wasn't for Disneyland, I don't think we would have Universal like we do. Um, oh, most definitely. In, in, the, in its current form is what I'm saying. Uh, Disneyland started all that. But when you think about, like, the way Islands of Adventure is laid out, the way the immersion, the detail, just the amazing amount of care and, you know, just, like I said, detail that goes into it, that went into everything at that park. Like, just, it was... It, it was a it was a way ahead of its time in my opinion you know uh, like look at like they're building parks over in china um like you know chimelong ocean kingdom for example uh, those that park is phenomenal but islands of adventure was doing that 20 years ago you know what i'm saying like i think islands i think what you're saying and like what i'm getting from it and i could agree if this is what you're saying is that islands of adventure kind of developed the modern theme park that we know today in my opinion it did it was uh it it was very ahead of its time for when it came out it the it's just the amount of detail in the park like uh even over at universal universals has a lot of detail in the way islands is like a fantasy area you know you it's got completely immersive and everything i think that's Um, why disney fans you know, such as myself, but I was, I've yeah. always been a Universal and Disney fan. I've never been one or the other. It was yeah. never, I was Disney and then slid into Universal. I was Universal and slid into Disney. Like I've always loved each other, both of them pretty much equally throughout Same. my entire life. Well, but I think I, islands with it being fancy is what really draws some of these Disney fans into Universal, especially yes. like college program kids and such and people who are moving just because, you know, mm-hmm. it's like the trendy thing to do. I'm sorry. That's kind of what it is. It's kind of a trendy thing to do is to move to Orlando right yeah. now because theme parks are very trendy right now. They are trendy. Don't get me started on that too. Like I'm no. I am. I have. I have some disdain for some people like that are just like they are. They they act like they're like super super duper theme park people, but they weren't even like around like two years ago. Like you know, doing theme park stuff. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Like there's nothing. There's nothing wrong, wrong with, with a new theme park fan. Nobody. There's not. I but I, you... I I am not say I am not the person who can validate what your fandom is for a theme park, whether you've been or whether you go all the time. That doesn't validate you as a theme park fan. I'm just personally saying that, like, right now, if you look, I feel like being a theme park fan is a big trend it because. Is. Um, if we're honest, it's it's one of those easier ways to like social media fame because yep. you have you basically have all the work done for you about the people who design the parks, and then you go and do all the stuff. Which no hate to anybody. I'm not hating on anybody. I'm just yep. like that's true. Yeah, that's I follow personally. I follow a very diverse group of theme park fans, new fans, old fans, people yep. who have been around forever, people who just started being fans. I don't. I don't. I don't care where you start being a fan. And I'm not bashing anybody. I'm just saying it's it's becoming a very big trend 
recently to be a theme park fan. Yeah, no, for sure it has. I mean, it's it's been it's it's theme parks have blown up. What it is is I think our economy is doing good, mm-hmm. so that kind of translates. It's like back when we had on a recession, theme parks, amusement parks took a back seat for a while. Uh, people they really did. People were not going to amusement parks uh, like they were. Um, now, like I said, things are doing a lot better. People got more money to spend. It's just it, it all connects together as far as that that goes. But anyways, that's not here nor there. I just, I just wanted to say that. And now you all have your business degree. Thank you for graduating the class of 2019 <laughs> Dyslexic Academy. <laughs> Stop by my office to get your certificate. <laughs> but yes, okay, that was a tangent. But back to Islands of Adventure. It, it, I completely agree. It really changed the game for theme parks in general. It yep. was making these immersive lands and making these hyper detailed areas where every little thing could be something amazing like if you you know what here's what we're gonna do because this is unscripted yep and we're gonna this is just what's gonna happen we're i think we should go island by island because they're not lands that's why it's islands of adventure they are not lands that's true they are they are islands of adventure except for the wizarding world oh lord but we will get there <laughs> i'm sorry i have so much to say about the wizarding world it's horrible but i i'm not anti-wizarding world i'm not either it's just not an island it's you know it's like how people are like guardians of the galaxy and epcot it's just it's not you know or yeah. you know star wars or galaxy's edge and disneyland it's just it's not an <laughs> island in the park and like that's fine whatever yep that's you true. don't you know you do yep. what you do. I'm not an executive. I don't know the right decisions. Yeah, I like I said, I I don't have a big problem with with Harry Potter stuff. It's just there's a few nuanced things I thought I'm like. Ooh. Anyways, uh, so I want to talk a little bit more about Marvel Superhero Island real quick. Um, yes. Can I just say that I love the fact that Universal was also smart enough to get that that licensing locked up like they have over all these years they were extremely smart and you gotta remember back when that opened marvel was not as big of a thing like i've been a marvel geek for a while um people may think i'm not because i'm not up on the mcu yeah that's just gonna not up on the mcu but i i've been a marvel geek fan sit for you know probably since i was like nine or ten like i read the comic books i had the action figures i saw the movies i I, I was playing the video games. I did it all. I yep. loved Marvel. And uh, so to go into Superhero Island was so cool because it was the big difference between Disney Marvel and Universal Marvel is anything Disney Marvel is going to be stepping into the MCU and yep. the movies. You're, when you're going to Universal Marvel, you are stepping into a comic book. Like the land is 2D, exactly. there are comic books everywhere. The characters are out and about, and you're meeting characters. Personally, the characters at Islands of Adventure are some of my favorite characters to meet in all of Orlando, but mostly yep. just because I'm a huge X-Men fan. I'm oh, a yeah. huge X-Men fan, um, for those of y'all who don't know. But going in there, it's just so detailed, like a comic book. It is. And there's so many little hidden things in all these lands that are just insane. They are. They're nuts. Um, 
Well, I, and you were talking about just the way think the Marvel's set up. In my opinion, like Spider-Man, um, the actual ride, I think Spider-Man had quite a bit to do. The, the ride itself had quite a bit to do with the popularity of Spider-Man growing. Um, it really did because it it came out before the um, what's his name uh, the Toby Toby Maguire Toby Maguire yeah not to be confused with Lizzie Maguire no not a bit uh, no relation Lizzie might be cooler I don't know but anyways <laughs> um, <laughs> the shade <laughs> no for real though like you know it, it came out before if I'm correct me if I'm wrong but that, uh, the ride was out before those movies even surfaced. So yeah, because uh, the movies came out in the the early two thousand two thousand. Was it two thousand three when the first one came out? Yeah, which coincidentally, two thousand three two thousand four was my first visit to the park. Really? Of Islands of Adventure. Yes, and oh. that also contributed to why I was so obsessed with Spider Man. Yeah. Um, but we will get there because I have a very funny story that oh, deals with no. that trip. Um, <laughs> but it's just the land. Marvel Superhero Island, people bash on it because it's, if, if you look at all the lands, it's not the best conceived, but it's still amazing. Like, some of my favorite Easter eggs are when you're going to Dr. Dune's Fearfall, which yeah. to me blew my mind because my local oh, park yeah. is Holiday World in San Claus, Indiana, the very first theme park ever, just saying. Yeah. Um, but uh, they, Dr. Dune's Fearfall was this type of attraction I'd never seen in my life which tons of parks have had drop towers and launch towers in the years but for me at that age I had never seen it and then yeah. my local park got one after Island of Adventure Liberty Launch Liberty Launch because it's <laughs> in the 4th of July Holiday World's a strange park y'all but I love it with my entire oh, heart it's strange but beautiful it's, it's strange but it is a great park um, if you didn't grow up with it you're like why are they talking about holidays but <laughs> when you grow up with it you're like oh yeah holiday is at a theme park normal yep. Let's go into Thanksgiving. Yeah, let's go to Thanksgiving. But I want to go to Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't um, know we could. You can you can go to the holiday itself. Go you, into the holiday itself. You really could, because the the areas of that park are just named after the holiday. <laughs> yep. Let's go to Halloween. Let's go yes. to Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but when you walk in there, there's all these giant cracks in the ground, and they're yeah. not actual cracks. They're like painted. But they're literally the splat marks of people falling off of this torture device from Doctor Doom. Yeah. That Doctor Doom has created. And like that's such a small deal. Like when you're walking through there, if you're just like an average part, you know, average show walking through where you're, you're just not really paying attention, mm-hmm. you're just like, oh, cool, cool ground art. But then when you actually pay attention, you're like, oh my gosh, that's the outline of somebody. Yeah. No, they. This is where people have fallen and cracked the ground. Yep. They they for real like they they did. It's little details like that, and little details like that. Some people don't even notice, but they matter. You know, like that's especially for people that go more often. You really get to see stuff like that. Or if you're just a theme park geek in general, you know, you just really love stuff like that. You do, and then and then you know you can't forget all the telephones around Marvel Superhero Island, yep. where you know you can call the the, the police and the heroes yep. and all these people. And all these characters, and it's so cool. And like mm-hmm. these comic book shops and everything is just so 2D. And I remember walking in for the first time, it just blew my mind seeing the Hulk. Yeah, for the sure. The Hulk has become one of the most iconic roller coasters in the world. That, it's world known. It's it's a gift and a curse, though, because 
Universal is stuck with that roller coaster. I do not. I don't. I cannot picture anything else being there. I don't know about you. Oh but I, no! There's I no way. Never, never in my entire life. Even if they rethemed it, I could That's, never not see it as the whole. That that boomerang, that that launch, the boomerang, and the loop. Those those three, those three uh, maneuvers. You, you know, just, they're they're iconic. They are, and plus, there's details in that coaster as well. When it since you are the Hulk because you have become the Hulk in that ride story yep. you didn't know when you were launched out and you go to the water the reason it splashes out is because it's you as the Hulk stomping into the lagoon yep. splashing all the water out and that's why it splashes out and those little details they are matter. just so amazing and you know that ride was even one of the big technological marvels like it I, was. Used to, I used to watch travel channel specials on Islands of Adventure all the time yeah. And that was one of the big things of the park was the Hulk and how it was a technological well, marvel. And they like used rollies and like weights to launch a car up a tube to figure out how it would work. And well, that's what I was saying is like you, you don't, you still, even today, you don't see wheel launched coasters. Like you just don't. You don't. Like, there's a, there's a, there might be a few of them, but the Hulk is the only mainstream one. And the, uh, the update to it, is beautiful. The oh, light yeah. package in the tunnel, amazing. The, in the hot, the absolute like when 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 the Hulk comes out of the tunnel and you hear the holler from across like wherever you're at in Marvel, that, that is one of the best. T- I'm so glad they added that because like you just hear that, Whoa, and you just you just I know it's launching out of the tunnel. I love, love that. Dude. You can hear it from so many places. You just hear, <clears throat> and you're just like, oh, yes. the Hulk. It's just awesome, man. Things like that are so like. You know, sometimes you start to, like, let that slip. But when you actually sit down and think about it, like, things like that are just amazing. They are. Because, like, what's cool about the islands, because if you don't know, like, kind of story of Islands of Adventure um, is, like, when you walk into Port of Entry, which we'll get to, because I count that as an island itself. And there are so many amazing Easter eggs in Port of Entry. It's probably one of my favorite islands of the entire park. Real quick, too. Best theme park music in my eyes. Just absolutely. Port of Entry has the best, and you can argue with me about it. The (laughs) best entrance music to any theme park. And I'm not saying I'm not saying one of the best. I'm saying the the best, capital the. And I am 100% agreeing with Corey. (laughs) The best. Uh, I need. I can go to sleep, man. I I I need to go sleep to that stuff. Like I I could literally just listen. I need to. just listen to that 24. Give me a loop. Just I'll just keep listening. Oh, I would listen to that forever. <laughs> anyway. But um excuse me, I'll keep burping. I just had dinner. But um <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. But uh with the whole park, what's cool is like the islands of the park are kind of meant to be islands, but not separate. The islands are all around the central lagoon. So yeah. you're kind of meant to like you know when you go to Disney the lands are kind of supposed to be their own lands separated from the other lands yep like you're in you're in the old west you're in an old school adventure like film you're in fantasy yeah. like but with Islands of Adventure you're supposed to hear the other islands you're supposed to know they exist from around the park for there's sure there's not a section of the park where you're not supposed to know about these other islands around you yep and it was designed that way it was and that's what's so cool about it. Like, 
if like if you're over at Marvel Superhero Island, you can see Zeus Landing, and you can see like um, they're called the Sneeches, right? On the yeah, Sneeches yeah. on the Sneeches. beach. Yep. Yeah, you can see the, the Sneeches yellow. on the beach, and that's on purpose. You can hear the Hulk in Jurassic Park, and that's on purpose. You yep. can see Popeye's ship from the lagoon in Lost Continent. That's on purpose. Speaking of that, now you really can see. You can really see everything now because all the foliage is gone. Yeah, because they cleared it all around <laughs> Jurassic Park for the Jurassic uh, Park isn't very roller coaster. Jurassic Park isn't very floral anymore. It's all just <laughs> blue skies open up. It really is. Like I, I'm sorry. I just I seen a video of it the other day and I was just like, oh my gosh. There are there is nowhere for those dinosaurs <clears throat> to hide. Oh man. Um, I'm excited for that. By the way, like, oh man. Oh, like I am too. That's gonna be fantastic, and um, like, I'm gonna, I might have trouble saying this, but like, I, I think that like Hagrid's is gonna be better, but like the the Jurassic Park coaster is just gonna be so good. It's uh, gonna be a good addition that the that I think the park needs. Ever since we got <laughs> rid of R.I.P. My, me and Corey have very strong feelings about this. We're very nostalgic around the adventure, but yep. R.I.P. Our beloved uh, dueling dragons. And it will never be Dragon Challenge to me. It will always be Dueling Dragons. Well, see, when Harry Potter took over, that was kind of the time that Dueling Dragons died for me. That's when they died on me in 2010. That's yeah. when they kind of died on me. Especially when they stopped dueling. Then that was like, it was just then it like, was man, just dragons. It was like on live, it was on life support, man. It was, my, at that it point. was. Um, Ugh, I, was, I have disdain for that still, but... <laughs> I'm going to go smile at Hagrid just like everybody else. You know? <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> smile at Hagrid. <laughs> um, but something else that I really love about Marvel Superior Island before we get to Toon Lagoon, which is personally my favorite island of Islands of Adventure. Um, we stay in Toon Lagoon. On we this do podcast. stay in Toon Lagoon. Um, except for Will. But Oh, no. Will, if you're Will, listening... I don't know what to tell you, but I don't want to tell you. I'll tell you in private. Okay. <laughs> By the way, me and Will are very good friends. This yes. is not an actual threat. Yes. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it's just a fake beef we've had going on for a couple months. <laughs> but um just gonna say this. Really, really, really love Storm Force Excelatron. People yeah. barely even recognize it. Yeah, it, it gets is, overlooked. It's, it is. It's one of the best. It's one of the best teacups for it real. It is because, like, we all know it was Universal's. Universal's like, well, Islands of Adventure. You know, we don't really have much for kids. Universal doesn't have much for kids. Let's be honest. Not too um, much. And what they do have is some of it's pretty outdated. So you're like, okay, we'll put it in Storm Force, but it can't be like the teacups. It has to be extreme because we're Universal and Island Adventures and this is 1999. Yeah. Actually, Storm Force opened up later, but whatever, 1999. <laughs> um, heck it, heck it. It's so cool because you're literally, the whole, it has a story. Yeah. It's a teacups it with a story. It's your helping storm. Aren't you generating power? Yes, you you're generating like power yeah. and helping storm like get this power back to fight Magneto. Yep. And so you spinning is generating all this power and there's lighting effects and giant fans blowing on you yeah. and they don't lock. The teacups at Disney lock. These do not lock. As soon as you sit down, you can start spinning. Yep. Probably Pretty not awesome. the safest idea, well, but they don't lock. This is universal, so you know we're we got more extremeness going on. So it's true. <laughs> but we're gonna take a little hot skip and jump, and by that I mean we're gonna walk directly 
um, forward to Toon Lagoon, which is my favorite island. And past, the, past the empty theater that they need to use for something. Past the empty amphitheater with the, <laughs> that used to house the old like extreme BMX show. Yes. Yep. When the park opened, or a little while after. They need to use that. They need to use something that is being it's neglected. It's a huge theater. Like put something in there. Well, there's such a big gap. Like I feel oh like there's gosh. a gap. All there is is Midway Games, and that's it. You everything else, everything else is just a gap. It's just a gap there. It really is. I'm just going to say this. You just gave me a great idea for mm-hmm. a new oh. theme park throwdown or what there would you do is. episode, just depending me, on how I want to do it. Call me the CEO. I got you right here with all the ideas. I love it. <laughs> um, so that'll be coming soon at some point. Right. <laughs> but um, June Lagoon I love because, again, it's one of those lands that's so methodically detailed. Yep. Like, you are stepping... You're going from an action comic book to comic strips. Yep. And it's so... Comic strips and cartoons. And it's so fun. fun. And the concept of all these cartoons living in, like, this lagoon area... I, I at first thought that was a play on words until I realized it was literally just water. Absolutely yep. everywhere. Yep, for sure. And two of the best water rides in the world are in Toon Lagoon. That's, I was going to say that Toon Lagoon has world-class water ride like both of them are world class no like there is no rapids in the world that is like Popeye and Bluto's build rats barges haven't so rode hard one to yet. say even to this day haven't rode I have not rode a water rafting ride that has been better not yet a lot of people were really like were really on the Infinity Falls train but man it's not it ain't even in, it ain't even close just it's because not even, it has a drop doesn't make it better and just because it's new doesn't make it better yes Um, but like that attraction is so weird it's so like if you've ever watched like the history of that attraction yeah it's so it took them like a couple years to really get that down to what it needed to be and get a safe level of water pressure for sure it's a fast rapids it's a rapid that's gonna soak you it has animatronics no it's it's like it's it's still the best and plus it's Popeye Like, that pull-and-stretch slapstick comedy to this day still makes me laugh. I grew up with Popeye, like, with my... I'm not gonna lie, my grandpa showed it to me, my dad showed it to me. Obviously, Popeye wasn't really on unless I was watching Boomerang. And my family Mm. wasn't rich enough to have that kind of cable. No, So We all know about the packages. We do. We do. Or, or excuse me, in my family, it was always direct TV packages. Right. (laughs) Because my family lived out in the boonies. We had to have satellite. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, that Popeye is such an iconic cartoon character that people to this day still know. I, I, people say kids don't know it. And yeah, a lot of kids don't know him. And that's a fair statement. But there are a lot of kids who really do know him and do know of the character. And, uh, I'll, I'll just say I, I work with children in a capacity. I won't say what or how, but um, I work with children in a capacity. And one year, one of the kids I was working with actually came dressed up as Popeye for Halloween. And That's that was awesome. Just, that was just a couple years ago. And yeah. it was great. That's um, cool. Plus, Popeye and Olive Oil are two of the best character meet and greets. Oh, yeah. And if y'all didn't know, they well, used to be fur characters, not face characters. I was going to say, they... Um... They really do a good job over at Universal with the walk-arounds. They, they're really good about that. They do. And plus, I'm a, I also was a big fan of Rocky and Bullwinkle, which if you guys didn't mm-hmm. know, Universal had the theme park rights to Rocky and Bullwinkle, but Disney had the distribution rights. 
fun fact for you. Mm. So if you ever see a Rocky and Bullwinkle VHS tape, it was it was from Disney. But wow. the theme park rights were at Universal. It's it, it's interesting how the, the legality of all that works. You know what I mean? It is. And I Rocky and Bullwinkle are so funny. And obviously, with Rocky and Bullwinkle, we have What's the Matter You in there. Yep. We, have, we have all these great comic Spe- book jokes in that yeah. land. But that's where W. Do-Right came from. And then we have W. w. Do-Right Ripsaw Falls, which is a, fl- a log flume that when the park opened, there was nothing else in the world like it. It went down and up. Like, it was... Oh, yeah, it was, it was beautiful. It's a parody I mean, of Disney rides. It's... Yep. The only thing, the only thing, even still today, that, like, maybe you could, like, you know, talk about it being closest, maybe, um... Uh... Maybe maybe Journey to Atlantis at, uh, yeah. at the Sea World. I mean, the roller coaster portions of Journey to Atlantis are a little bit more extreme, but you know what I mean. You oh, most get... definitely. Yeah. But like, what's also really cool is there's that dynamite shed at the drop. Yeah. Every uh, time a log goes under, like they had to work for a long time. Again, Travel Channel specials. They're all on YouTube. I have a playlist um, to rewatch them. But yeah. every time a, a log goes under that whole dynamite shed rips apart and goes back together like a cartoon because this whole thing was supposed to be this stretch and squash old zany cartoons that were classic they, they've always been classic cartoons in Toon Lagoon yep and that's just you know that's just what it was even when I was growing up these are already classic characters well there's an interesting fact I wanted to bring up um, did you know how the, did you ever see the concept of how Dudley Do-Right was originally supposed to run did you ever see that? No. Oh, yeah, with the with the uh, with the log splitting. Yeah, the logs were oh, supposed to split down the oh middle. Oh my gosh! Quit it. Can you imagine? Like, what what an idea is that? Like, think about how awesome that idea is. Just for a second, just sit there and be like, just think about a log. You're on a log. It splits. You both go down the hill on separate sides, and then you come back together. Like, think about how awesome that would be if that would have worked. That would have been absolutely insane. I don't even know how that could work. I don't either. I have no idea. I have but zero like, idea. But this, just the thought to go of it. Because you're supposed to through the buzz. Like, a buzz yes. split apart. That's what I'm saying. Like, if that could have worked, man. Like, maybe That's today, why there's but... actually two drops exactly, on the attraction. Right? Mm-hmm. It just never came to fruition. No, Fun it never fact. worked. With that being said, Disney, Walt Disney World was uh, in Fantasyland, which was originally supposed to have a Herbie the Love Bug dark ride attraction, where it also split apart in two pieces, just like in the really? movies. I didn't know that. Yes. Never came to fruition, obviously, but I would love yeah, it. Yeah. It would have been be replaced. Awesome. It would have way been replaced by now. But. Yep. Um, but Dune Lagoon is so cool. And, like, I, one of my favorite things is the fountain where it comes from Hagar the Horrible ship into the. The, the like the pipe and then goes out the other side of the pipe yeah on the other side it's so cool and fun fact those little fountains used to not have like there's like bars around it now so where you, you really can't get in it yeah. but the whole purpose of Toon Lagoon back in the day was to get wet so like any water yep. feature was designed for you to like shove your head in or get your body in and get wet yeah, at least they there's... at least they still have the uh, the rain cloud too. I like they still have that. That's they do fun. have the rain cloud, and I have so many pictures of my family with the thought bubbles around. Yes, in lagoon, it's <laughs> yep. just such a silly area. Like everywhere it, you it's look, just, there's a classic. It's pure fun. Like it's it a lot of fun. It's it's just a classic gag. To, to me, to me, if, if there was a mix of Toon Lagoon and Toontown at Disneyland, that would be like the perfect cartoon world. It would. I agree. 
Like they're just they're very similar, but they're not. Yeah. They're very similar, but also very distinct from one another. They are. They're they're so, different. Yep. With Toon Lagoon, it's just so cool to like see these. And fun fact: there actually used to be a lot more meet and greets in Toon Lagoon when the park first yep. opened. You could meet uh, a lot more of those comic strip characters. Now you can't as much, but you know that's fine. You can still meet Betty Boop and Popeye and Olive Oil. Yeah. And uh, you used to meet Rocky and Bullwinkle. I have a picture with Rocky and Bullwinkle. Can't find it, but I have it. Somewhere. Because <laughs> I distinctly remember meeting them. But yeah. um, it's just such a cool area. There's the there's the big hush bomb everybody likes to take pictures with. Yes. There's uh, the they, one with the, uh, with the dog. Did you say the dog? The dog dragon? Yes, you? Marmaduke. There's a Marmaduke. Yeah, Marmaduke. I couldn't think of the name. That yeah. Marmaduke photo op is <clears> iconic. And it is. Fun fact, Kings Island slightly copied it last year for Peanuts Fest. Really? Did yes, because it was Snoopy dragging Linus's oh. blanket, and you were to hold on to Linus's blanket. That's cool, though. But, I like, like there's so many people who... That one photo spot is so funny to me, because there's so many people who don't get it yeah. that you're supposed to turn it to the side and look like Marmaduke's pulling you. Yeah. And they just keep it up. Like, look how long I hung on to this rope. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, turn to the side, because Marmaduke's yeah, dragging you, because that's yeah. what he does. Yeah, you gotta hold on. You gotta flip it around there it's it is awesome that's a great photo of to- toon lagoon like i said toon lagoon is just a lot of fun all together toon lagoon is probably the best place in the park for photo ops besides Wizard oh yeah world yeah yeah for sure uh, i agree with that where else in the world could you get a blondie sandwich and or sorry a dagwood sandwich dagwood, dagwood. those first of all the sign looks disgusting but the dagwood's actually pretty good um <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's that land means everything to me. This is going to be a long episode. That's fine. That's okay. Uh, but, because this is my favorite park in Orlando, and I will never get tired of talking about it. No, never. It's awesome. Even as dyslexic, this is my favorite park. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, we're going to take a little hop, skip, and a jump again, or, you know, walking forward to yep. uh, Jurassic Park. But, wait. There's now a mini land between Toon Lagoon and Jurassic Park, which is Skull Island. There it is. And I have not been back to the park since Skull Island has been introduced. Um, Skull, I will say, at least Skull Island fits into the island theme as far as, um, not not the island adventure theme, but the whole, like, um, oh lord, what's the island in Jurassic Park? That new, new, what is uh, it? Isla, uh, Isle Nubar. It's hard New to bar. Yeah, Anyways, like New Bar. Anyways, yeah. Anyways, it fits into that theming just fine, which is great. Um, uh, and the ride itself is a big hit. Uh, it's always crowded. Um, the animatronic in that ride is absolutely stunning. Uh, it's one of my favorites. Uh, it's number two, only next to only next to um, the uh, Shaman and Pandora. Uh, that's the best animatronic, even if it's not as big. Uh, that animatronic is just absolutely stunning. But anyways, the animatronic inside Kong is just, it's amazing. Um, it's its a throwback to having that animatronic reminds me of the old Kong Confrontation. And that's yeah. what I was going to say. It's so nice to have Kong back in the Universal Park it in is. Orlando. Because Confrontation was a huge <clears throat> deal when Universal itself opened. It was. And to me, it was one of those attractions that I was like, this is Universal Studios. King yep. Kong is Universal Studios to me. For sure, yep. And no, so to have Kong back is so exciting. And it's fun nice. fact, 
King Kong's actually on Broadway right now as this time of recording as a musical. Really? And the puppet in that musical is insane. Really? Yes, I will have to send you a picture of it. If you guys haven't That's seen it, awesome. look it up. But the seeing that animatronic is there is so excited. Am I super happy it's a screen ride? No, I'm not anti-screen ride. I'm more of a... I, I just want the screen integrated better with it, it, set pieces. Well, well, it's like it's like Spider-Man. Spider-Man's a perfect integration of all that. But it is. Spider-Man's a great integration of screen and attraction. Yep. And, and practical Actual set. practical sets, yep. Yeah, and effects. But that's I, I'm excited to have a mini land there with Kong. Plus... Just, I'm just glad cool, to, it's a cool I'm, franchise. Skull Island's a cool uh, fictional I, place in cinema history. I'm just glad to have a Kong animatronic again. Like that just makes me happy. And especially like if single riders is open, you can get on Kong quite quite quickly usually. So it's not <laughs> always open though. Just a little tidbit there. Um, and if you get if you don't know about single riders, you have to go into the actual queue, the, the main queue, and it's off to the left as you're like getting ready to go into the main portion of the queue. Um, it's a quick tip if you're really trying to get on it quick. It, I just, I'm excited to have it there. And now we're going yep. to scoot into Jurassic Park. And before we get anywhere in it, I'm just going to say this. Jurassic Park is one of my, if not my favorite film franchise of all time. Um, I'm even a fan of the bad ones. <laughs> but, you know, some people are like that with Star Wars. I'm like that with Jurassic Park. Yeah. And when I first saw that section of the park oh. my very first visit I cried and yeah. my family I was young so my family was like are you scared I'm like no I'm excited because I yeah. just loved Jurassic Park so much I literally used to play in my house like I had a slide like one of those little slides you can put inside right yes. I had that and I would sit on it and I had this uh, dinosaur puppet Really, pretty sure it was a Carnotaurus definitely not a T-Rex but I would use it and pretend I was on Jurassic Park that's awesome. I've never it. ridden the attraction, which is upsetting because every time I go, it it rains and I just can't get on it. Yeah. Every trip I've ever been on, it's always rained me out of uh, River Adventure. That's and uh, next trip I go, I am riding it. Nobody is stopping me. Nothing is stopping me. For sure, not like that. Yeah, you got to try to break sure you ride it. It's, it, um, it would be cool if you could ride it too before the update because I have a feeling we're going to see Jurassic World coming to Orlando I, very soon. I do too. I want, I'm hoping, I'm kind of hoping, I'm planning a trip to Disney next year. I'm kind of hoping I can maybe get a day at, at least one day at Universal over yeah. there and just kind of, you know, get um, the double park ticket and go back and forth. But, um, but speaking of double park ticket, if you ever, anybody listening, if you ever go to Universal and you've never been before, please don't ask us Universal fans what park you should go to because the answer is always going to be both um they're both just, their own entity they they are and but you have to like you t- like having a day a two-park ticket at least if you can if you can go at least two days two days is like the minimum i'd recommend for a new person you know for somebody that's never been there before uh but oh you just you have to have the two-park tickets like they're you got to go to both like if you go to one or the other uh, you're just not getting the full experience and you'll miss out on something and you'll probably regret missing out. Like, Scott, I know you've told me that you, there's a few things that you didn't get to do because you only there went are. one or the other. So, anyways, I just wanted to mention that real quick. But um, to get back on Jurassic Park, uh, I just wanted to talk about uh, just the, you know, the collaboration with Spielberg, 
working with the animatronics and all that stuff to make the ride look as authentic as possible to the movies. It, it was it was a fantastic project. Fun fact: the ride for Jurassic Park was in development before the film had began production. Yeah, Spielberg went to Universal Studios Hollywood like this book would make a great attraction. Oh yeah, and so I don't I don't think Universal's ever done anything like that since. But they were just like, okay, we'll do it, and. Yeah, it's dude, just it was... such an iconic section of that park. Yes. You just walk under the marquee with the flames, and it's just, it's this complete switch from this comic book land to yep. Jurassic Park, which still makes sense. <clears throat> yep. People, I've always heard people be like, Jurassic Park doesn't make sense, because, like, if you think about it, Islands of Adventure is like books. Yeah, Jurassic Park was a book. It was a book. So, so burn. Yep. Y'all, Burn, Jurassic Park was a book it. before a movie, as are most of your favorite films, and you probably didn't know they were books before movies. I was going to say, I, I found out a couple years ago that Forrest Gump was a book before it was a film. I never mm-hmm. even knew that. So, Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of Hollywood classics or your favorite films have been books before movies, and you didn't even know. Because a lot of times I've done that. Um, yes. And I'm not afraid to admit it. <laughs> but, like, walking into Jurassic Park is just such an experience itself. You can take a picture with the Jeep and yes. the T-Rex and the other dinosaur. <laughs> I can't. I think don't know it, what it's called. I can't think of what it's the called. The red one. I think it's like a... a I want to say a Spinosaurus, but I don't. I really don't know. The one that's actually probably more scary than the T-Rex. It's the one from the... <laughs> it's one from three, right? It okay. is. It's so, yeah. Yeah. I can't think of what it is. But, um... Jurassic Park's a fun land, and you have River Adventure, which is an amazing attraction. It's it's one of those attractions that's also very 90s, but also still is well today. Like, it it's is. Still, it still does. It still holds up. Yeah. And I want to say, too, the just the Discovery Center alone is fantastic. Discovery Center is crazy. Jurassic Park was one of those sections in the commercials. Yeah. They would really just hit hard. You would see people screaming and doing yes. the hand thing that I'm talking yeah. about. Y'all can't see me, but I know I'm doing it right now. Yeah. Where they cover their mouth and face with their arms and as soon as they were going down uh, the hill yes. and it's such a cool and <laughs> it's such a go- it's such a good and goofy gag that Universal does all the yeah, time. It's self-fear. It but that was always happening in Jurassic Park. Yes. You know, you have the raptor encounter, which is new. Yeah. Which, in my personal thing, it's the pre- it's like the it's the uh, the spiritual, um, not predecessor. The, the spiritual like sequel to the triceratops. Yeah, successor to the triceratops encounter, which is yes. which is a defunct Islands of Adventure attraction and now, and now that many people definitely... don't know about. It's definitely all ripped up now. Oh yeah, it's gone. It's gone for good now. But there are people who used to sneak back there uh, and like take videos and photos when it was well, closed, which I do not condone. Fun fact: I don't condone that either, by the way. But fun fact: before I forget, uh, you can actually buy the shovel and all the uh, accessories that used to be part of the um, the attraction, the bucket and everything. I think it's the bucket too. But anyways, the shovel for sure. You can go over to the prop shop, Williams of Hollywood. And- no, you can't. Yes, they. they have, I want it. They have the Triceratops Encounter like props and stuff. They they're selling Triceratops them. Encounter was one of those attractions, Jurassic Park, that didn't last a very long time. I only got um, to do it once. I did it once. I time. never got to do it. I was I'd been to the park 
you know, more yeah. than once uh, with the attract, like while the attraction was there, I just never yeah. got to experience it. Yeah, I did. And it was kind of hidden. If, if it you're was. Honest. No, it was hidden. Um, and you see, that's another thing. It's uh, like you had to go through those little locked doors. Uh, you still can go through some of those doors to get that experience if you're into Camp Jurassic. Uh, which is a lot of fun, by the way. That's a really good play area. I'm uh, going to get there because I have a story about Camp Jurassic. Oh, no. But, yeah, Camp Jurassic is, like, it's a lot of fun. But, anyway. It is. What's your story about Camp Jurassic? Okay. So, um, before we go back to Triceratops County, Camp Jurassic is one of my favorite areas in all of Island Adventure. Because it's, obviously, it's a playground, you know. It's, it's, it's more geared toward children. But I love it so much because you're always seeing adults run running around and having yep. the absolute time of their life in there because it's like one of the only play areas in a theme park that's big enough for adults to get into it it is especially the water the like the water fight area with the guns. the water fight area is hilarious it is you and literally like, get to use the i don't know what they're called but the ones that killed the guy in the first movie yes and you spray the people with yes them. it's so Freaking funny. hilarious and you have yep. the feet that make the sounds and not gonna lie I walked on those. I went into Camp Jurassic alone, like right after a rainstorm. Literally nobody yeah. else was in there except for me. And I'm walking around and I step on that and I was like, oh, <laughs> this is where I die. Because I wasn't oh, paying attention no. to where I was. I knew about yes. it, but I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, you weren't stepped thinking on about one, it. And I heard it and I like turned around really quick. Yeah. Camp Jurassic's scary if you are alone. <laughs> It, no, it, and there's so many little like nooks and crannies in it too that you can get like lost in almost. It's pretty awesome. It is like I felt like I was in Jurassic Park in that moment, like the first film, only because I was so alone in Camp Jurassic. Cause I was just exploring, you know, I was hiding in the caves, waiting out the rainstorm, and I was yep. wandering through the cave with that the with the amber, yes. the one, and I'm looking at it and I'm examining, and then the bat sound goes off. And the oh, yeah. only other yeah. two people in Camp Jurassic with me are in that cave. <laughs> and I screamed at the top of my lungs. Mind you, I'm 17 years old at yes. this time. Yeah. Absolutely just high-pitched screamed because it scared the crap out of me. <laughs> I love it. Um, But with that, that's actually... I got a call while I was there. So my family had left the park to go eat at... Um, hard rock because that's just a family tradition of ours to eat a hard rock it always has been even yeah. when it actually used to be in the park that's when we all that's where we always ate I like and it. uh if y'all didn't know hard rock used to actually be in universal <laughs> but um we would uh, i left i was like i'm gonna go to the bathroom because i'm 17 and you know a rebellious butthole who just wants to go into the park yeah um and so i'm like i'm gonna go to the bathroom and I did. I went to the bathroom in Toon Lagoon. Yes. Uh, left Hard Rock, walked away, <laughs> went to the bathroom in Toon Lagoon, and my grandma calls me. She goes, where are you? I was like, I'm in Jurassic Park. She goes, stop messing with me. Where are you? <laughs> I was like, I'm in Jurassic Park. It's part of the It's part of the amusement park. Like It's part of Islands of Adventure. I don't know what yeah. to tell you. I'm in Jurassic Park. <laughs> she was like, oh. Oh, Be safe. Be safe. <laughs> she was just, she was livid, but she didn't know what to do. She didn't know what to do with that information. I was gonna that say was like in the, Jurassic Park. Yeah, the the info was like it just wasn't. <laughs> oh, like to me, I wasn't thinking. I'm just like, yes, oh, you know, I'm as a Jurassic theme park, park fan, I kind of get to that blindness level of, oh, everybody knows what I'm talking about, but you don't. Yeah, you know, obviously. Not a, yeah, not everybody's. Yeah, I understand that for sure. It's like, it's like people who like cars. That's always a thing with me. I don't yeah. know anything about cars. People who like cars always tell me about cars. And they're like, you know? And I'm like, nope. Nope. I don't know. 
I know, I know that feeling. <laughs> I know that feeling big time. I but, do. um, just Jurassic Park is such a cool area. It has some of the best signage. Yeah, for sure. Pizza Predatoria mm-hmm. with the fighting dinosaurs <laughs> with the pizza is fantastic. Yep. The Discovery Burger Center digs. is beautiful. Burger Digs. The splashdown, watch people come out of River Adventure is amazing. Yeah, sometimes we just sit over, we had, we sit on the outside seating of the, um, um, oh, what is that restaurant called? The barbecue place. Yeah, um, yeah. Thunder, 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 oh, I can't remember what it's called. Th- something that terrace, something terrace or something like that. But anyways, yeah. It's right, right there next to the splash. We like to just sit on the outside seating area and just watch the splashes sometimes. It's just a good relaxation part, place. It, it's good. I, Jurassic Park's very relaxing, in my opinion. It is. I'm sad. One thing I'm sad about the new construction is they took away one of my most relaxing places, and that was to go sit down by the lagoon in front of the Discovery Center. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, I'm gonna miss that so much because now the only other place I have is in another land that we'll get to here in a minute. But you know. Um. <laughs> yes, and I think I know what you're talking about. Yes, you might. Um. But with Jurassic Park, it's just. It's such a good section. It really is stepping into the movie. Yeah. It, it it was such... And opening up, you know, in 99, you know, just a few years after the film. Oh, yeah. To not, to not only ride the attraction like at Hollywood, it was, you are going into Jurassic Park. Yep, for it sure. It was a game changer. It was. It, it was... It goes back to how immersive Islands of Adventure actually is. That's it what is. it goes back to. Um, but the the whole land is fantastic. Oh, yeah, the whole um, land is just phenomenal. I and mean, I'm so it's... excited for what's gonna come to it. Oh yeah, because it's a rumor that we're getting a coaster. Yeah, it's not confirmed. It's if you not ever hear confirmed. me, if you ever hear me say it, it's not confirmed. I didn't mean to say if it is a coaster or not, but it's like all it's one of those all but confirmed situations because like. Universal tries to hide things, but see, Universal it doesn't have the luxury that Disney has. Every every permit Universal sends out gets straight to the public, so it's like immediately people are like, "Well, here's a coaster that's they're building." It's like Universal probably just grits their teeth every time they submit a permit, you know, filing or whatever. Because like, it, like especially Alicia Stella, uh, I don't know if you know her, but she's oh, I do. I'm her saying. and her and Dan from Midway Mayhem are just on top of that stuff. As soon they as always happens. are. Those are the two news sources. I'm like, yep, believe them. I mean, they just they they predicted things like multiple multiple times now. So they have. Um, they got the hookup somewhere. They know what's going on. They somewhere. do. They do. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for a coaster to come. Yeah. I really hope it doesn't destroy the the beauty <clears throat> that it is of Jurassic Park. Which yep. fun fact, actually, Jurassic Park had two has two defunct attractions. There was the Triceratops Encounter, where you basically just got to watch somebody take care of an animatronic Triceratops. But it yep. was it was cool. It was interesting. Um, and then there were the the lagoon boats that took you yep. from Port of Entry to Jurassic Park, which only lasted like the opening year or so. Yeah, that was very that was so short lived. It, it was almost as short lived. Didn't they have similar something similar like that at Animal Kingdom? Yes, they had the Discovery River boats. Yeah, which that, that was very short lived as well. If I, I think not, we have just learned, you know, pretty much that um, transportation boat attractions are not a big hit. <laughs> um, because you're just taking me across a short lagoon most of the time. Yeah, that's true. Um, but 
you know, yeah, they can they can work. It depends. It just depends on what you what it is. It's like oh, a, they tried with Discovery Riverboats. They had cool concepts. It just yeah, it just didn't it just work. Didn't, it didn't work. Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not so uh, caught up with my the history about the one at this Animal Kingdom. I just it was kind of a similar thing. It was just kind of like a transport, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. What. Well, it was meant to be a transport, but it was also really meant to be a full attraction. Really, and it just didn't really work. It out. didn't pan out. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the life. That's, that's life for a lot of attractions. It just things don't like, like Triceratops like, Encounter just didn't exactly. pan out. It just didn't. It didn't pan out. And to be honest, it wasn't around that long. Like it, it wasn't, wasn't like uh, it they, wasn't they like even a, advertised it as like the thing where you can go pet. And animatronics triceratops and get really up close, but it really wasn't. You were basically there for a checkup were, and watch. Well, I was gonna say you were you were basically just kind of like it, it reminded me of. Um, you remember in the first Jurassic Park where she's like touching the triceratops tongue and all that, like yes. you know she's you know um, I can't think of her name, but um, you know they're like kind of yeah, you know they're kind of investigating the sick triceratops. It's kind of like that, but you don't get to touch. You just you're just kind of watching. They really advertise my, it like you got to touch. Yeah. Because I, I can pull out a VHS and live stream it right now. Yes. I don't know if that's legal. <laughs> I, but it's a planning VHS. I don't know if that's legal, but I would if I could. Yes. Um, if I didn't think I'd get in trouble. Yep. But it there it has that section in it. Um, fun fact, yep. I used to beg my family to buy me all the planning VHSs to Disney Universal whenever they would come out yearly. Yeah. I have a lot of them. I mean, you've way told, too you've, many. I was gonna say you've told me before that you. Have yes, so many. I told Corey that many times. Yep. I, uh, I, I think don't it's know if cool the listeners though. Know as much, but I have a lot. I um, think it's cool. I like that. Yes. I think it's neat. I hope this new attraction doesn't ruin the sightline of Discovery Center, though. It sh- it shouldn't. If, if Universal's smart about it, they can they can use the um, the curvatures and stuff of the the roller coaster to to like to frame work, it to frame it work yeah. it in. I think they can do it. They can do it justice if they just if they design it properly. Universal's very Universal, especially Universal Creative here in the recent years, they've been very good with stuff like that. So I, I'm sure they're working very strictly with uh, whichever manufacturer, Animan, whoever they go with. Um, Vacoma. Vacoma, possibly. I don't know. They have some really good stuff coming out nowadays. But um, that's true. That's true. I can't hate on them too much. No. Well, and Disney's had so many successes with them too. True. Um, but uh, isn't it? It's wild to think about Disney's. Have, Disney has so many successes with Vacoma, and then Vacoma's and then made so much. parks are just like Vacoma's made so much crap. They've made so many clones and just <laughs> terrible coasters. Whereas, <laughs> but then you go to Disney and like half their coasters are Vacoma, and it's like, well, Vacoma can make a good coaster. It's just what's going on here, anyways. It just can't be that. <laughs> yeah. Now we're going to take a little hop, skip, and a jump over to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, formerly part of the Lost Continent. And when it was part of the Lost Continent, this section was actually called Merlinwood. So it was still Wizards, but it was Merlin. And it had Flight of the Unicorn, or the Flying Unicorn. Yep. Flying Unicorn? Flying Unicorn, yep. That's what it was. Flying Unicorn, which was new along with Storm Force Accelotron. Because I remember that from the planning VHS tape. <laughs> nice. What an edi- what an additions. I love it. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, then there was the iconic to this day dueling dragons uh, roller coaster. Yes. 
that, and it will always be dueling dragons to me. Yes. Personally. Well, like I said, uh, I've said it many times. I mean, like in my opinion, whenever Harry Potter came in in 2010, that's when dueling dragons kind of died off. That's just what. That's the way I feel. I mean, especially when they stopped dueling, man, that was just a <coughs> buzzkill completely. You know what I mean? It really was, and like again, talking about being at such a technological marvel of a park, Dueling yep. Dragons was like the first dueling inverted coasters, and you know they weren't racing. We've had racing coasters coasters for years since coasters were made. We've had racing coasters, yeah, for sure. But for two inverted coasters to be dueling and to be so extreme with an elaborate story and an elaborate queue, like yes. the queue was insane. No, the queue, insane. the queue was fantastic. I like, I, I'm still excited to see what they're if they're going to do with the queue of um, the magical creatures motorbike adventure, adventure. the mouthful. <laughs> um, no, Hag- for real, Hagrid's. Let's just call it Hagrid's. <laughs> that sounds good to me. Uh, but no, for a while, I'm, like, I'm interested in what they're gonna do because um, that that cue, oh lord, <laughs> yeah, pretty much <laughs> in a way, yeah, for sure. Uh, but that cue, you're right though. That cue was just fantastic, man. Just awesome. Like the ruins of the castle, and then you know you had frozen knights for the ice dragon, yes. and frayed fried knights for the yep. fire dragon, and then the choose thy fate sign, and yes. that like. Merlin's book like it was a it was elaborate it was it was awesome and fun fact they actually had a dueling dragon sign inside the uh, carnival graveyard um it was really cool uh, no they was, didn't did they they did, they did they did it was a um it was like kind of hidden under a bunch of rubble uh but it was um it was I one of the flipped out it was like one of the badge signs with like the shield. It had like a shield, and then it had dueling dragons written on it. It was it was really awesome. I was glad. It made me so happy. I, I looked for it every time once I found it. I love <coughs> that section of the park. Yes. Fun fact: that's really what the Imagineers from Beastly Kingdom. They went over to Universal and did that. Pretty much did Beastly Kingdom. Yes. Uh, you know, a, a more thrilling version of Beastly Kingdom, if you will, uh, in to IOA. Yep. And Dueling Dragons was just such a big deal, especially that iconic inversion where they were like 12 feet apart. Oh. And you, everybody's feet were going right. Yes, that. When you were, you're talking about when they're running at each other. Like, yes, you were going oh. head on, and you thought you were going to smack, and then boom, you're upside down, and you're barely, you know, you feel like you're inches away, but you're actually 12 feet away. Yeah, um, du- from Dueling each Dragons. Feet. Oh, you yeah, do that. That's one of the best um, uh, maneuvers or whatever you want to call it. That was just amazing. It's just, it was insane. It was right picture perfect between the tool dragon heads. Yes. To quote the video, you know, frozen in their never ending duel against each other of yes. fire and ice. Let's talk about that entrance a little bit, like how spectacular it was, and then then what it got turned into when it turned into Dragon Challenge. Like what happened? Like oh my goodness! Like those like where where are those dragons at? Are they gone? Did, did they just destroy them? Like you know what I mean? <coughs> I want to know because that entrance was absolutely beautiful. You had the it was. big chunk uh, of ice on the ice side and the constant flame of the fireside yes it's just it's all over this gorgeous pond and 
the people would be chanting and yeah, yeah, we're gonna win, we're gonna win every time. Even though it wasn't a race, people were still chanting for their dragon, and that was so yes. fun. No, it was it like was... camaraderie and it... competitiveness between both trains. There was, and and what was good too is the way the lift system worked. They always tried to make sure the trains were dueling because they always, I would say, probably. They almost always did. Yeah, uh, because whenever, it was dueling dragons. Like with yeah. the name, you almost couldn't. Yeah, they had to have not the team. Duel, yeah. So the the hills would slow down and st- you know speed up according to which dragon was ahead of it. You know to make sure that they both went down the hill at the same time. That was always something that was fascinating because I always remember being you know in fire or ice, and then you know waiting for the other train to catch up. You know because they it, it was because you know dispatch times can't be perfect, so they had to you know work it out another way. Right. So uh, that was that and again, was always that was a lot part of, of that technological marvel of yes. this new age of amusement theme park. Oh, yes. Like that was one of the biggest things. Like they always uh, say, the the most technologically advanced amusement park or theme park ever built. It it really was, and still kind of is in some aspects. In some aspects, it really is. It's like I was saying. I've uh, I've said it to a few people before. Uh, like you know. I have my grievances with Harry Potter, but I do love the, the rides that have came along. Uh, Forbidden Journey is absolutely still top notch, even for today's standards. And um, that ride is, you know, coming up here, you know, this this year it's already nine years old. Next year it'll be ten years old. That ride. Yeah, I can't even believe old. that the Wizarding World has been there almost a decade. Like that's insane to me. It's, it's crazy to think about, but. The, Hogsmeade will be there uh, next year. It'll be there for 10 years. And here's the thing. The Wizarding World isn't a bad addition. I think just if you weren't like a big Harry Potter fan, it wasn't... We'll see that. It's like, I'm not a a Potterhead or whatever you call it. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I think that's what they're called. That's what they call themselves, yeah. (laughs) And so like, I, for me, it's not amazing. I don't get everything. It's still a beautiful island. Yeah. I air quotes island because it's not really part of the. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it's still islands of adventure, but it doesn't. It feels disjunct from the other islands because it, it is does. supposed to be this whole other immersive world. But I'm glad it's there because it really brought that competitive edge to Disney to be like, oh, oh yes, we really need to step it up because Disney was kind of getting stagnant there for a while. They were for real. They uh, <coughs> competition is always a good thing. Competition's it's, great between parks. It's for us consumers. It's great. Uh, it also hurts us in a little ways because ticket prices are going to keep going up, but that's okay. Um, that's just the nature of that, it. As long that, as they, as long as they keep, as long as they keep providing world class experiences for us to do, I'm fine with it. But that's the thing. You need. I want them to. If they're going to be competitive, I want world class experiences. I cannot because, get anywhere else. Mm-hmm. I I don't. This is this is where my grievance is with screens comes. Yes. I don't want something that if somebody posts a POV of on YouTube, I can watch it, shake in my chair a little bit, and be like, oh, yeah, well, I saved, you know, $100. <laughs> like, that's just, that's the tea, y'all. That's the tea. I'm not in on Universal. That's the tea. That's the but tea. But if you compare, you know, going and experiencing an earthquake over and over again, or getting attacked by Jaws, yeah. or getting swatted down by King Kong and the Roosevelt. Uh, cable cars to riding no. a screen-based ride with Jimmy Fallon and then going and riding a screen-based ride with the Transformers and then going riding a screen-based ride with the Simpsons. No, I, I completely I agree that practical will always be better. 
at least if they if they can if they can work practical and screens together that's some of the best exactly it, i'll take like a line. i said before i'm not anti-screens i yeah. just want i want some form of practical effect it's, with that I, i'll take a line from the horror makeup show it's when like in the horror makeup show they mentioned that when cgi and practical effects are mixed together that's when you when your true nightmares come alive and it's the same thing for practical effects and screens and theme park rides you have to have a good mix the, again going back to spider-man like we were talking about earlier that's why spider-man is such a successful ride yes to this day that's why it's some people's number one ride not yep. coaster not flat ride because it's, it's almost not even a dark ride it's it's like this its own entity of ride it really kind of, of attraction that's and so, true. so that's why it's like some people's number one ride in the world yep for them because you know with spider-man you do have those practical effects with the screens so it's it's a big yeah it, it's almost a seamless blend no it really it is amazing it's 100 percent just spider-man is one of my top favorite rides and it always will be oh mine too um but i'll say this with the wizarding world i'm not anti-wizarding world I like it. I think it's fun. I watched the first two movies growing up, and that was about it for me. Yeah. All my friends really like it, and I like seeing them get excited about it. I like seeing my family get excited about it, who's really into Harry Potter. Yeah. And it's, no, the that's... details are cool. It's still very magical. It still takes me into the movie. It's so immersive. And plus, Forbidden Journey is a fantastic ride. It is. That was the last ride, I can tell you, I cried on. And I was 17, and I'm not afraid to admit that. Because it was something I'd never experienced in my life. I rode yeah. alone. I, I hate spiders, so... And I got stuck. Like, yeah. oh, right, no. literally stuck. Me, and then these three people, I have no idea who they are. These three women. Yeah. Who don't speak English, which is fine. But I'm sure they were laughing at me, crying. Because we're literally mixed up. Flat on our backs, maybe a little bit yeah. upside down. Right under the... Uh, Aragog, I think is his name. The spiders. I think, I think so, yeah. And he's just dripping on my drip, face. And drip, I'm just drip, drip, drip. Crying. Yep. Full fledged <laughs> crying. That's after I'm screaming because the dragon is that is insane. Yeah, it the, is. The Whomping Willow is insane. The Dementors are insane. Hey, um, that you know, ride is like screens and practical effects. That's why it is, I really it is per- enjoy it. It's a perfect blend of it. I agree. It is. It's and a I gotta, really good. Uh, yeah. Talk about insanity. I don't mean to interrupt you. Um, just talking about insanity of that ride. Have you ever seen how the screen system works when you're like... Yes, it rotates. It's like a rotate. It, it, that is so... It, and you it, can't even tell. No, you can't. If you're not looking for it, you can't tell. You no. have You have to you have to consciously be sitting on the edge and then look for it to even see. I'm not even going to lie to you. I only found that out because I saw in the Planet Coaster update. Yeah. You know, I'm a theme park nerd. I always say I have to play all the coaster games. And the, one of the Planet Coaster updates for the studio park, air quotes. Yep. Um, they had that for uh, some of your for that ride, and I was like, "Yes, is this how it works?" Yeah. And that's how it works. They have a uh, where did I see that? I my dad and I recently watched a behind the scenes thing, and they showed they actually showed how it worked, and I had never seen it before. And the last time I rode it, I look I was sitting on the ed- the Larry left edge. And if you look, if you actually look in the right spot, you can tell, you can actually finally see, see it working in motion. It's beautiful. It's a thing of beauty, like for real. Oh no, it's a great attraction, and I think it really 
plus the area, the island. So I'm not mad at Wizarding World. I just miss Merlin Wood, even though I, you know, Merlin, Merlin Wood wasn't amazing. Let's be honest. It was two yeah. attractions at kind of at the tail end of the island. And but I, it was so cool because Lost was Continent cool. was, it was this mix of yes. European, pretty much, yeah, all European, but like more like Greek, mytho- Greek and Roman mythology. Yes. Yep. And then like English, German mythology. The, I can't think of the old restaurant, the one with the big log. Yeah, it was a tree. Tree, yeah. Something, I think it was like something tree, something stump, something willow. Whatever it was, that was freaking awesome too. It was right, wasn't that right across from um, Green yes, Dragons? It was. That's where Three Broomsticks yes. is now. Yep, that's what it is. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's right. It was right in that area. But I'm, you know, I'm excited for um, Magical Tron. Uh, <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm <laughs> no for real. Like I'm. The animatronics look great. The idea looks great. The drop track, I'm freaking out. I, the, that drop track universe is doing some BS and around though because like they're driving me nuts with the the only free falling coaster in the United States. I'm like, right. like I well, understand Verbolton is not a technical free fall, but come on, like it's not a free fall, but Verbolton does have a drop track. Uh, I mean, it's like it's like well, they're they're getting really specific with their wording on that. They one. are. I'll ne- I'll never forget though. First time I ever heard of a drop track was thirteen at Alton yeah, Towers. Yeah, Alton Towers. Yep. I flipped out about that. I was like, "That's insane!" And then Verbolton had it, and I was like, "It's in the U.S." And now Universal ha- has it, and I'm like, "Yep." What is going on? Because I love drop yeah. towers, and a coaster and a drop tower mix is like it's amazing awesome. to me. See, that's why when I originally thought when I when they came out with the. Um, when they said there was gonna be uh, there were gonna be motorcycles, uh, or not motorcycles, but when they didn't know if it was gonna be motorcycles yet, and then they also said that they were gonna have a drop portion, I was thinking the um, what is it the, oh, the Ford Angela or whatever they did, you know the blue car that's in Harry Potter. Yes, yes, I was I thinking do. I was thinking that with in the same style of Verbolton, but have the blue car instead and the drop track. I was really thinking. You know, that was, makes sense. I was really thinking it was gonna be a zero like a zero launch coaster just like uh, Verbolton was but then they said it was going to be motorbikes and I was like okay it's going to be just like you know it's going to be Animan just like 13 13's Animan as well yeah um, but the, uh, uh, the the motorbikes are going to be fantastic like the, I, I like how they're doing the whole team motorbike team sidecar thing I think that's kind of cool you know no, you get, I love that you can kick, get multiple experiences and it's possible too that the sidecar can be more accommodating to larger guests too, so people can still experience it. That's something I've thought about too. See, and I think that's cool because Universal does sometimes have that problem with they do accommodating a lot uh, more than larger Disney. guests. A yeah, lot a lot more, more than, than Disney. Disney for sure. Um, but you kind of you you know you run into that problem when you do go for a thrill park, yeah, or a thrill based park because you know i what there's i can't really call universal a thrill park compared to like no, cedar point or yeah, king's island but but see that you know see that like if anybody has an issue you know even if, if you're a bigger person like you know i'm a bigger guy myself like i am also i i realize like i'm it's all about safety i'm not you know yeah that's it's, 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 it's what never it to, to embarrass you it's just how can we keep this safe yeah. and also it's the ride manufacturer who really decides all that stuff. It's not yep. the park itself because the park would do what they could. And they usually do do what they can to help you, you know, enjoy yep. your experience and ride the attraction. You know, I've had my fair 
share of pushes. The most embarrassing one for me personally was at Kings Island on the drop tower because that's, yeah. that's really the only attraction I've really had a difficult time with. Yeah, no, I just rode drop tower at Coaster Stock and man was that tight on me because they didn't give me the bigger seat they gave me the or the bigger seat belt so i had to get in the regular one and i was actually like stoked because i fit in the regular one but man was it tight oh yeah and then when it's tight on there you don't really feel the drop so it's not as yep. fun but you know say lobby just like bewitch said if you don't know what that means go back to the early 2000s watch smart house you'll hear them in there <laughs> They were not, they're not, they're not a big hit in America, but they sure were in Ireland. Ireland. <laughs> but no, for real though, like, anyways, I'm, I'm excited. I think it's, I think it's going to be a great, Hagrid's is going to be a fantastic addition. And it's oh, going to be, I think so too. Just going to be, I think it's going to have super reroutability, you know. And then we go on to the rest, or not the rest anymore, <clears throat> but what, what, yeah, the, the only the now. Rest? <laughs> um, the only section of the Lost Continent, which again was one of my favorite islands when the park first opened. Yes. Because um, I've, I've just always loved mythology and history and stuff like that, so I really got into that island very quick. No, I agree 100%. It's awesome. Um, Sinbad is gone now. Rest yep. in peace, Sinbad. Not Rip. the best show, but not a bad show. No, it wasn't bad. I watched it a couple times. Um, it was never a must-do for me. Um I actually enjoyed the fountain more than the oh, show. The myth- uh, mythical fountain, magic fountain. I don't know what's called. I think it's called <laughs> mythical. It's Anyways, magic- is it mythical? Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think but it's mythical fountain. That still... is the funniest. One of the funniest characters, if not the funniest character, you can meet at Universal Orlando, and it's a fountain. Yes. Well, see, that's what I love. I love the. Fa- I love interacting characters like that i love it that's why if if you're ever in volcano bay if anybody's listening or even you scott have you been to volcano bay yet i have not been i've went past but i have not been to it yet okay if you've ever go to it make sure you go to the center of the volcano and talk to vol talk to vol please it is so much fun you know she squirts water and everything just like the fountain does but it's she's she's fun to talk to that's so those kind of characters are so fun and it's it's kind of like a la push the trash can yes uh, rest in peace push um at uh tomorrowland and then yep. that old and then that eye can robot that didn't really catch on a while yep. back which i don't know why they got rid of him it was pretty cool to me that was cool but um it's 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 that's an attraction in itself just before you even enter yeah it is you know kids are always trying to get smart with it and it's one of those characters where um the team member who um I don't know about character integrity with Universal, so I'm just I'm gonna go with like the Disney World team member who maybe acquaintances or friends with said fountain. Yeah. Um. They they can you know snap back and give those sassy replies, and that's oh, always yeah. fun to watch. It is. It's super. And then fun. they just so it just soaks people out of nowhere because it's not just My- a regular fountain. It's a water shooter. Like it's yeah. it's a big water effect. And it can soak the entire area. Around yeah, if you're it. Like, standing close, like you can get splashed. Like if you you're standing be close, and sometimes if you're that kid who's getting sassy with it, yes, he will soak you like that. Yep. I mean, not even a splash, like just shoot out and water. The, and sometimes there's no warning either. It's just like, oh, there you go, and it just happens. And it's and like it's so funny. It is. It's like I love watching. And it great sometimes. on a hot day. Oh yes, for sure. And the kids just love it. The kids go right along with it. It's awesome. 
they really do. And then we have Mythos, of course, oh. which is the only... Is it five stars? I don't know if it's five, um, but five, it's... Five, four star. It's, it's, it's a very highly revered restaurant. I'm... Not only theme park restaurant, restaurant in general. Yeah. And, and people a... say it's amazing. I'm embarrassed to say I've never ate there. I really wanted to, but I don't know how much it costs. Like, I'm not like a... See, I, I haven't I either. I don't spend a lot of I don't spend a lot of money on food when I'm at the theme park. So like, I don't either. But like, mm. if I was a local, I most definitely would. Like, I'd probably exactly. eat there. I'd probably had eaten there a couple times by now, just yeah. to you know check it out if I really like it. If it's that good, like people say. People, but the building for it. Yeah, no, it's beautiful. Like the Have you ever been in the back side of it, towards the lagoon side? Yes, the, I have. Uh, with the like the the like you know Greek gods or whatever holding up the stones like yes it's beautiful mythos is beautiful it's like this mountainous yes. building and it, it that's the building with the face that's drooling water that people like to put the snapchat filters on yep yeah that's it <laughs> yep. um that's I remember it. seeing that I thought that was so insane because it was just it was so different like that whole section is so different with the the these destroyed giant ruins of yes. of Poseidon's fury and mythos right across from each other and you have Narcissus looking into there's actually the Greek god Narcissus is um looking into the pond and his yeah. face is in there his reflections looking it back is. at him it's it's be- it's freaking and awesome it's a beautiful building yes for sure i mean and then we have Besides Fury, which I am obsessed with, and people don't understand why. I don't understand why. How could how could you how could you not understand? Like it's that ride is so just beautiful. Oh my goodness! And I keep saying ride. See, I always say let's go ride Besides Fury. I need to. We need to go watch it. I gotta. Yeah. Like, I gotta straighten that out. It's so a it's show. more of an experience. Let's go experience. Experience exactly. It's kind of like it's kind of like Jimi Hendrix. You didn't go see Jimi Hendrix in concert. You went to go see the Jimi Hendrix Experience. That was the band name. You know what I mean? Right. In Poseidon's Street, the same way. You, it is an experience from start to finish. Even just the queue line is an experience. It is, and it still has that old school Universal feel. Feel because you, you had that live actor with you, and yes. it's just again, it's one of those attractions. It's a. T- it's similar to like a time capsule. Yep. But it's still not one, only because some of the special effects are bad, but others hold up to this day and still put people with draw-dropping awe. That was another technological marvel of this park. They really tried to put one in each island. Yeah, Like walking sure. in, and there's the the giant rotating puzzle door unlocking, and yep. the wall of fountains, and then the epic battle of fire and water... And it's insane. And if you if you're in that very front row, on the the battle scene, like it gets really toasty. <laughs> it, does. it does. It does. Mm. It's an it's a that I have such an obsession with that attraction just because it's it's literally like stepping into like. It's. Well, I don't want to say a Percy Jackson book, but like like imagine like going into like Hercules or Percy Jackson or something of that like like that kind of Greek mythology adventure book well, see, story see my, my thing with Poseidon's Fury is to me it's it's not it, it is based on characters that have had many stories told about them but it is an original piece by itself it is it's, it's not like it's not like you know like I said, there's been so many stories told with Poseidon and stuff, but it, it's its own telling, you know, of whatever story it's trying to tell, you know, as far as 
you know, going into the ruins and the professor and Taylor and all that stuff, you know, you know, and Taylor, Taylor always does well. We love Taylor. Taylor always is great. We, we love, stand, we stand we Taylor. Taylor. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, another fact about that, it, when it opened, it was Poseidon versus Hades, was it not? Not, I mean, not the attraction name, but in the actual attraction itself. I, and then they I changed the know. name of the character. I'm pretty sure. I'm going I mean, back that to that VHS s- tape. I'm pretty sure it says Poseidon versus Hades. That would make sense. I mean, I don't really, to be honest with you, I don't know where Darkenon came from. I always assumed Darkenon was just a character that they made up. Um, I'm pretty sure it was Hades, and they switched it to Darkenon later. Yeah. But, you Poseidon, know, whatever. My mortal enemy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's such a cool attraction. It is. It's so People awesome. People hate on it way too much. I don't... I, like I don't know why I don't I don't understand I don't that. and it's building is insane yeah. that show building is insane and at the, hey at the very least the very least that's some of the best air conditioning of the park so period period <laughs> now the now the best on property is men in black when you walk into the single rider queue if you've ever done that so uh, <laughs> if you haven't had that experience that is the best air conditioning on property just if you ever need to cool down, just walk into the single riders of Men in Black and just hang out if you have to, and then leave. And then because because <laughs> it, it's air conditioning, but the doors are open all the time, so it's like a wind tunnel. So it's just like constant airflow. It's crazy. That sounds nice. It is nice. And then we head over to our uh, second to last island because we did not start with point of entry, but we're going to end with it because I yes. just have I love it so much. And it is Seuss Landing, which. <laughs> People yes. don't understand. People also don't understand about this about me. I love Seuss Landing. I was such a huge Dr. Seuss fan growing up, especially with the Grinch movie yes. and the Cat in the Hat movie. Like Dr. Seuss had this weird resurgence in the '90s uh, or late '90s, early 2000s when Islands of Adventure was opening. And uh, Dr. Seuss is, for one thing, I wanted to say something about Dr. Seuss real quick. Um, Dr. Seuss's morals and every book that he's wrote are just phenomenal. Um, like when when you read about his stories, um, he has so many good morals in his stories. It's just ridiculous. Um, like I said, you know, you got the Grinch, you got the whole, you know, you know, Cindy Lou sees the good in the Grinch, you know, things like that. Um, you know, you got the Cat in the Hat. You know, you, you kind of have, you just have all these morals. Uh, that are built, that are baked into this really fun and playful thing for the kids. The Lorax, yes, and Lorax, sure. everything. You're I was gonna say that the star, the star belly, you know, star belly sneeches and regular sneeches are all the same. You know, like Yaks it, Pass. There's Axe Pass. Exactly. Uh, there's there's so many morals that he built into his stories, and I can't remember his real name off the top of my head, but we'll just keep calling Doctor Seuss. But anyways, um, he uh. It's just, it was so much, it, to me, it's so much fun seeing those stories come to life. Um, it is. I don't, I know that sounds cliche, but it's, that's really how I feel. Well, it's exciting because those are stories even kids today grow up with. Exactly. Like, that's almost a lot of kids' first exposure to literature in, in general is yep. reading Dr. Seuss books. There's Dr. Seuss days at schools. <coughs> Excuse me. Well, and like I was at, we have a store here in the Midwest. I'm sure you know, Scott, called Meyer. Yes. Um, we, were you know they literally have Dr. Seuss books still in the center aisle selling them just as if they were still new and 
Dr. Seuss books, they've all been out for a long time. Uh, but they're still selling, you know, they still sell them practically new. But, you know, they're basically act like they're still new books. And that's just how popular they are. I think that's what makes the land so cool is, again, Cat in the Hat was a very big technological advanced ride when it opened. Yes. It, I'm not going to lie, it needs some tweaking now. It does, it does. But we'll see the, the attraction was amazing when it opened. It was, and, and the thing about the attraction, too, is it's kind of been tamed a little bit. When it first opened Excuse and when me. I first started riding it, um, they did all the spinning. Everything was fully oh, functional. No. Yeah, it was a lot of spinning when it first opened. And they, they completely tamed it down, and I don't think that was to do with any complaints or anything. I think that was more to do with to control maintenance on yeah. the ride vehicles. To, you know, because it's not as popular as it used to be. It's rarely has any line anymore, It's which is sad because it's, I think it's underrated. It is underrated. Still. It's a fun attraction. It is. The animatronics, they, or sorry, not animatronics, um, figures, because animatronics yes. is Disney. I'm just going to say animatronics, whatever. That's what they the, are. Uh, the animatronics, <laughs> uh, they could use some sprucing up, but they're still so cool looking. They are. It's, I, it's a fun ride. The spinning sections. Yep. It There's even the, has like those classic dark ride moments, like the piano falling down. Yes, it's it, and and see, and like that's something else too. The, some of the animatronics, like especially the, the cat that had one that, towards the end when he's sitting on his little you know fixing machine where he's fixing everything back up. Yes, um, that that animatronic is still really good. Um, but even like the little small, um, I, I enjoy it anyways. Even though cat and had that specific cat in the hat's like super thick like you know i don't don't want to judge or none but he is like super thick but anyways um the uh that's thick with two c's by the way uh, anyways two C's. Um, <laughs> no the uh, <laughs> dummy sorry. thick dummy thick oh yeah no um the thing one and two when they come out of the box that is still a really good effect like it, it's still really nice um, it is it just it, works it kind of reminds me of Br'er Rabbit when he uh, hops yes. around yes. like you see it and you're like eh but you're like but it's still really cool that you did this yeah that now they it, follow you from one scene to another that's really cool see they got I think you'll agree with me on this Scott there's certain dark rides like where you can completely see how everything works but it's still like the effects are still effective because of the type of universe that you're in. Um, like, you know, like you see like, um, you know, thing one and two and let's take cat and head universe. For example, uh, Dr. Seuss's things are so crazy as it is. They're like, um, you like, don't need, eh, sure. and you don't, you don't need it to be hyper realistic for it to be effective. You know you what don't, I'm saying? Because Dr. Seuss, it, Dr. Seuss's books are so outlandish and crazy. Yes, and they, they're not even close to being realistic, except no. for the more, except for the morals. The more, like I said, I, I love Dr. Seuss. The morals that are in his stories are ahead of their time. But anyways, I yeah. just I'm, I'm I'm also a big Dr. Seuss fan. Yes, um, but then you also have One Fish, Two Fish, Red Fish, Blue Fish, which people forget is also it's a game and a ride at the same time but it's not yes. like a shooting interactive game like men in black or space ranger spin it's a you need to listen to the song and do what it says or you get soaked yep pretty much that's uh they tell you you know if you like you know you want to stay dry or you want to stay you know you know you want to get wet go high or low like they you got to play along with the song it's so true it's, it's, it's fun it's an interactive game but yep. it's still that dumbo style ride but it's so different because 
there's all these different ride vehicles. You know, you have yes. the one fish, the two fish we can sit side by side. Yep. Or, you know, the extra large one. It's 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 a it's a it's a fun attraction. It's it's a good it's a good alternative to say say something like Dumbo. Um, yeah, Dumbo's a super classic. Well, you know, sometimes sometimes it's hard. Like, like in my opinion, I love I love the aliens. Uh, the I can't think of their names. Congo's the Simpsons. The, yeah, twirl, the Simpsons. Twirl and hurl. The twirl and hurl. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, twirl and hurl. I don't like, know their actual names. I can't think of them either. But, but um, I know it's twirl and hurl twirl and hurl yeah like i like that but that doesn't that's not as well executed as um one fish two fish one fish two fish one fish two fish red fish blue fish fish fish. fits fits right in there it does that was hard to say it was (laughs) and then you also have uh the carousel and the trolley train which trolley train actually opened later with the land it it did it was 2007 yeah it was around that because they used to have like an animatronic that went around the track for a while or at least they did an opening because the track's always been there but the attraction did not open till later yeah um, the attraction yeah the, the Seuss trolley train was a um they uh it's an attraction they don't utilize to its capacity and that kind of stinks because there are well, it, there's multiple story elements to it but you yep. usually don't get to see those, and that's we'll what see, stinks. We'll see. Going through the Circus McGurk's Big Top used to be a constant thing. You used to be able to go through that a lot. Yeah. Uh, here in the past couple of years, it's just been the other side. Um, so you just get see each side has two stories. Yeah. So uh, you've only been able to get the two, whereas normally you could have four. So. Uh, and uh, that's a that, that's a very good ride, though. I actually still really enjoy it. I, it's fun. I. I I don't like some people like might see certain rides like Cat in the Head and you know the One Fish and Two Fish and then uh, Sue's Trolley and all that. And they might just think that it's kiddish and it, you know it's no fun. But see like things like that like it's not about the thrill. It's about the theming and it's about the story. It's just it, there's more to it than just like oh let's yeah adrenaline. You know it's not about that. Thrill's not everything. And you it's know not. if you just want to do a thrill, that's awesome. Great for you. Yeah. But um, I encourage you to try to do something a little more slow paced and just at like as an adult or as you learn more about things growing up uh, and you try it again, you're like, oh, yep. I kind of get this now. Like I get we'll why see. it's like this. I'll give you a really good example for that. When I was a kid, I didn't think Pirates of the Caribbean was that fantastic of a ride. I didn't understand. Me either. It, it kind of bored me. But the older I've gotten, the more and more respect that I have for Magic Kingdom and its classicness and the history behind it. Same with Disneyland. Pirates of the Caribbean is now my favorite dark ride just because of, well, I like pirates. I've started to like pirates the older I've gotten. But the my point is, though, when I was a kid, I, did, I thought pirates was boring. I didn't like it. Uh, but gotten older, now it's my favorite dark ride. So it's, you know, it's one of those things like, um, your taste like when you get older you know you, you maybe you start to realize more of that stuff and as when you're a kid you're not you're just thinking about different things as a kid you know you're not you think you have a totally different mindset when you're a child doing stuff you know you are um Carousel Cell I'm gonna hop onto that real quick yes only because it's so cool it like, is yeah it's a carousel but every single figure has some form of articulation like maybe it's, the truck moves or the ears, the eyes blink or its horns wiggle, yep. whatever it is. But it's so 
cool. Like, it, yeah, it's just a carousel. No, it's but see, that's the thing. Those carousels are works of art by themselves, and they this are. one is this one is a true work of art. Like, I mean, it is absolutely beautiful. It might not be as classic as some of the old PTC carousels, but the uh, PTC is the Philadelphia Toboggan Company. If anybody doesn't know, but anyways, um, the the old carousels are fantastic, but the amount of detail in the carousel cell is literally makes it an instant classic just because of, just because of how awesome it is it's just the whole land's cool there's also if, if i ran the zoo which yep. in my opinion is pretty underrated as like a little family attraction no, and i, I was gonna neat. say see that goes back to i was t- earlier i was talking about peaceful and nook and crannies of the park there's a lot of places like that in um um Seuss Landing. Seuss Landing. And also, I wanted to hop back to uh, Lost Continent just really quick. If you go down there behind Mythos, down by the lagoon, that is, there's music down there, and it's very peaceful down there. Uh, as long as you get away from the troll that's under the bridge. You don't hear that. <laughs> See, there's more details. Like, Universal didn't have to put uh, a grunting and breathing troll underneath the bridge. They didn't have but to do did. that. But they did it. And that just matters. For fun. Yep. Because how many people go down there? Not, Not a matter. lot. Well, it's like it's it's similar to like the mailboxes down by uh, Popeye's ship. Yeah. Ship the olive. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> no, <laughs> not many people go over there. But there, how like there's so many little intricate details that you can see, and it's just it's awesome. But anyway, back to Seuss Landing. Uh, it's just Seuss Landing has those little nooks and crannies too. With uh, like you can go over like. I I would like to talk to like a lot of people that go to Universal or Islands of Adventure in particular and ask them and see what percentage of people actually know that the Zaxxons exist. Like I would really oh, like I to, love Zax passing. I, Q I love it. Q is for Quandry. Yes. <laughs> Q will always be for Quandry. I've yes. never found another letter in the entirety of Seuss Landing. I don't even know if there are. But I know that Q is for Quandry. Q is for Quandry. And I think, what, what did he say? He was going to sit. He's, um, I can't think of what they say. But anyways, I'd love going and see the Zaxxes. Because see, when you're on the Seuss trolley train, they mention the Zaxxes stuck, stuck in their tracks. And mm-hmm. like, I don't know if a lot of people know it. Like, you know, I don't like, I don't know if they know the Zaxxes or where, over where they're at. And that's another sad thing is, you know, it has. I think it has a little bit to do with, um, you know, capacity and stuff. Because uh, one of the greatest things there is the Green Eggs and Ham place. Uh, that's never open hardly. I've, I haven't seen it open in years. It isn't. And my mind was blown when the park first opened. I was like, I can get Green Eggs and Ham. I know it's awesome. Uh, I just Flipped it's. Out. It's. It, I haven't seen it open in at least five years. I'm sure it's open maybe dead of summer when it's like super packed. You know, they need right. the capacity, but. Um, it, it's rarely open anymore. I, I think that's a sad thing. I, I, I like, I like when things were running at full capacity. But I understand, you know, you can't. Yeah, we get it. You know, budget cuts, big yep. theme park, thousands of people. Sometimes, sometimes yep. it's just not the best decision to open. You know, said thing no. or whatever. Yeah, those, but, all parks do that, by the way. So right, it's true. <laughs> Excuse me, um, but they're. Uh, What's also cool about Seuss Landing is there are no straight lines in the entirety of the exactly. area. They even yep. planted palm trees that were bent by hurricanes in there. 
Because they said, we're not going to put any straight lines here because there's no straight lines in Dr. Seuss's books. Yep. So yeah, everything's so curvy and, and, and everything's curvy and wavy and it's super well, cool. It's, it's even like if you go into like Cat in the Head, for example, the Q-line, the, the actual bars are curved. They like are. It's, Q-line, it's, yeah, it's not like a regular cow pin back and forth. Yep. But what else is cool is there's all these hidden things. Like you can go up to uh, the Onceler's house and listen to the story of uh, Thneeds and uh, the Lorax. Yes. And he'll tell you just like in the book. And people bypass that. And it's a small... I'm, I'm going to call it an attraction. I mean, it's yes. just something out there. But like it has a certain area where you stand to do so. No, I agree and with you. I'd call it a small attraction. There's also the fish pond where when you throw the coins in the fish's mouth, there's one of them. I'm not going to tell you which one, but it spits at you and gets you sopping wet, and that's still mm-hmm. super funny. It is. No, like they, like I was so happy when they, um, for a little while, those ponds and then the, uh, that whole little area over there was completely drained for a long time. I'm glad that they finally got all that back operating condition because it was, um, the, they were working on it for a long time, getting, you know, refurbing it and stuff. Um, but they they were in the middle of refurbing it, and I think they left it alone for a long, for a good while. Um, but now they, they've got all the water, you know, filled back up and stuff. It looks really nice. So, See, I just, it's so fun, all the little hidden things in yes. every area of Islands of Adventure. Like, it's just in places you wouldn't think it is. And, and, and see, that's exactly like, like I was talking about all the nooks and crannies. There's just, not all parks have things like that. Um, you know, when you can go in somewhere and if you can go to a park that you've been to a hundred times and you can see something new that you've never seen before, that's when a park's doing it right. You know? Um, it, to me, it's when you, when you have things like that, it really... It brings out like the it brings out their even more nerdiness out of our us theme park fans, you know, because we just I think we thrive for that kind of stuff, you know, we live for it. And it's just, you know, especially when we're going to like these major parks. Yes. Um, we want those little details because you know, um, even some smaller parks put those details in. They do, and that's what makes people love them so much is the small detail, the the devils in the details, which is not the best term for it. But, um, well, it's it's like I'll give you an example. Your your home park there, Holiday World. Yes. Uh, with Thunderbird, you know, uh, Will Cook. He was previous owner before he passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, R.I.P. Will, a great man. Rest in peace. Yeah, Will Will Cook was amazing. Um, Will Cook always wanted a steel coaster at his park. That was something that he was always gearing up to do. Well, when Thunderbird finally got built, uh, one of the houses that you fly through is like a power station or whatever, and, it, and it's called Will Power. And mm-hmm. I just lo- I love that. Um, it's it's sad, but it's it's also like it, it, you know, it's like you know, here you go, Will. You know, here's a realization of what you wanted, and it's just one of those small details that matter. You it know, is. It, it matters. So the small details matter, and that's what's going to give you those repeat customers yep. with your parks. And it's just, that's why I just love Island so much. And now we're going to go over to Port of Entry, oh. which has some of the most details. Yes. Port of Entry is one of the best entrances to any park because you have that kind of berm before you enter where it says the adventure begins. Yes. And you walk straight into and you're just like, this is an adventure. And, and when you're leaving, the adventure continues. Uh, and not to mention, like, 
that music, that beautiful that music. music. Like, I can't express that enough. <laughs> like, you know, like, well, Scott, you know, like, I'm on my YouTube channel, like, that's my outro music. Like, it is. And I I'm not going to lie, there have been multiple times where I've just gone back to the outro just to listen <laughs> and kind of bop around to it. Yes. No, I, I um, I, I love that entrance music so much and that's not even the only song like both songs or what do they do they play two or three songs I can't remember I think it's two I think it's two too as well I just can't either way the song all the whole they're so calming but they're also so mystical and they're adventurous it makes you feel adventurous like it feels like you're going to a foreign place to my it is and what else is cool about Port of Entry, not only are the Easter eggs like the mailbox where you can make mail or the jail where people have escaped. Yeah. There's the there's the two doves, the lovebirds. Um, there's so many together. Easter there's eggs. There's so many Easter eggs. The monkeys on the sign, the Christmas shop turning thing. Yeah. The pearls and the clamshells. Like, it's just such a beautiful section. And then you have the amazing icon of the park, which is the... Um, the Pharaoh's, Pharaoh's Lighthouse. Lighthouse. Yep. And it's just so iconic. It's so, so beautiful. And, and ever since I was a kid, I always wanted to climb those stairs. I do <laughs> too. And I was looking at it earlier today. I was like, because it is the 20th birthday. Yes. Um, so I'm just sitting there and I was like, is that forced perspective or can I really go up there? How big is this? Because like, I, yeah, I, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, I, was, I, I was literally don't know if it's forced perspective or not. I know. We'll see. That's the thing. Something something could look like super, you know, you know, full scale, but once you actually get on it, it could be like little itty bitty stairs at the top. You know, you never know. It is. It, that's how that's how Cinderella Castle works and Main Street yep. USA works at um, Disney World and Disneyland. Um, yep. Not Disneyland as much, but Disney World. Yes. Oh, real real quick tangent. Um, for for whatever reason, I was looking at an old Walt Disney World post today on mm-hmm. Facebook, and. Yeah, you know how the uh, you know how each of the ferry boats have their own names. Um, you know how the, the yes. one's called the you know how the ones called the General Joe Fowler. Yes, Joe Fowler is actually like has a Facebook account, and I seen him talking to his people in the comment section of a Disney old an older Disney po- like fan page post. I was like, that is like, so cool. Like I was like, like I knew he was somebody you know involved with Disney, like and so was you know with Joe Potter and. Um, the Richard Irvine, they're all involved. Um, but yeah, I seen Joe Fowler Facebook account and I was just like, no way. Like this is, you know, everybody's sitting there talking to him. He's just talking about like, yeah, <laughs> that's was so bad. cool. It was so cool. I just thought, anyways, I had to mention that cause you were talking about Disney for some reason. I, I just thought that was so cool today. I wanted to throw that in there, but, um, anyways, no, I love that. Um, but yes, and Port of Entry is so cool. You have all these photo ops everywhere. It's so colorful, but it's yeah. also all these muted colors. It's it's like it's like this perp it's like a it's like a mix of like, you know, a Middle Eastern bazaar, but with almost like almost like a, a European village, but also an African village with a little bit of a Americana thrown in. Like it's just Yeah, there's so... there's so many twists involved. And then the gift shop. The gift shop is a beauty by itself like um like there's so many little trinkets and 
you know nuances going on like there's so many different changes and stuff in the in the the, the uh, gift shop the gift shop is a fantastic place to shop except it when the park's closed and everybody's packed in there um, <laughs> that's the only time it's not good um, but I always walk through the gift shop on my way out I just I love I like being in there it's nice Port of Entry is um, just a beautiful entrance way. I would put it, it I would honestly put it on par with Main Street USA at any Disney park. Yep. People can get very upset with me. But I think oh, it yeah, that'll, to that'll get- trigger that'll trigger a lot of people, but I don't care. I'll agree with you hundred percent. It's it is on the level of a Main Street in my opinion. It is because Main Street has so many details and but Port of Entry also has those details. It's they just do. it's so beautiful. And then you have the the citizens of Port of Entry who aren't there as much as they used to be back in the day. But yep. they were like the Port of Entry citizens were these extremely tall people, men and women. Obviously they're still walkers, but in the story they're Port of Entry people, the citizens are these tall, huge citizens from mm-hmm. almost like this otherworldly place. Yeah. And it's just it's beautiful and Port, Port of Entry is so good because it gets you started for your adventure and with all the islands you're going to go to it, it, it it's just like walking down Main Street and Magic Kingdom it gets you ready to go it gets you excited for what you're getting ready to experience it, it really does it's just Islands of Adventure as a whole is a fantastic park it's my favorite park in all of Orlando and I'm just so happy it's been around for 20 years. I hope it stays for 20 more. I hope it stays for so many years. I can't wait to see all the changes it has and the throwbacks it may have. Because you never know what happens with theme parks. Sometimes they don't. Some there's multiple parks who have brought back old rides, or there's multiple parks who have created amazing new rides that stay and become instant classics. And I'm just yep. so excited to see what the next 20 years has to bring to Islands of Adventure. It's going to be a wild ride, whatever. Whatever whatever may come in the future, it's just going to be a wild one, I think. It is, and I am ecstatic and cannot wait to see it. And um, I think that leads us into a good conclusion of this little um, last-minute episode of Dyslexic. Uh, I, wanted to, I want to thank you, Corey, for coming on and having this little chit-chat nope. and walk down memory lane with me. It's been my pleasure. I I love Islands of Adventure so much myself. I'm glad we could talk about it. Thank you so much. Um, I'm glad we could talk about it too. And I want to ask all of you guys, what are some of your favorite memories or attractions or details of Islands of Adventure that you want to share? Um, and you can share that with me on Twitter or Instagram, and we'll get, that, we'll get to that in a minute. But before we go to that, Corey, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Sure. Um, I have my YouTube channel, uh, Corey Mathery, M-A-T-H-E-R-Y-C-O-R-E-Y, um, Corey Mathery. That's, that's my Twitter handle as well. Um, if you want to follow me on Instagram, you can do so at Daily Theme Park Photos. That is fantastic. And I'm just going to go ahead and say not only as a friend, but as a fan, because I, fun fact, I was a fan of Corey's videos before I was a friend of Corey. And, thank you, thank uh, you. They are fantastic vlogs and videos and breakdowns and analysis. And it's just, it's different from other vlogs. It's, it's very his own style and they're so fun to watch. So I really, really encourage I, you to go check out his channel and enjoy because I really love it. I appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. You're welcome. It's great quality content. And um, for me, 
Um, you can follow me on Twitter at, at Scott021 or look up Dyslexic. I am on there almost 24-7. All the, like every day I'm on Twitter. It's an obsession. I need help. But well, we can't, <laughs> when there's so much when there's so much Disney tea getting poured, what can you do? There is. Shout out to Disney Tea with V, another podcast from a friend. Hey. Um, there, uh, and then you can also follow me on Instagram at dyslexic96, where I post a lot of theme park photos, a lot of food photos, a lot of you know just, just a lot of throwback photos because I have a lot of throwback photos. Those are super exciting to me. Um, and I go live on there about once a week, sometimes once every two weeks. You know. Usually after, usually after the episode's aired, so we can chit-chat, talk, have a good time, uh, talk about TV shows and the episode and theme parks and all the news and anything else you want to know. Because um, it's fun and I enjoy it. And that's pretty much the only places you can find me on social media. But you can also listen to Dyslexic every week. Uh, and if you like this episode, you can listen to episode one through 13 now and you can find those here on anchor on spotify apple podcast google podcast pocket cast overcast stitcher radio public and breaker i say them all because obviously you're listening on one but maybe you have to pay for it and you want something you don't have to pay for because let's face it money is tough <laughs> yep and so i want to let you guys enjoy this show however you can uh and i really appreciate it uh, share it with your friends if you'd like to get them involved because it's just a little hobby podcast but I'd like to get a few listeners because I put, I put some work into it um, for sure but other than that thank you everybody so much for listening I hope you all have an amazing week and I can't wait to see you all next week or I guess can't wait for you all to listen next week <laughs> <laughs> and for now I'm going to say happy 20th birthday Islands of Adventure And goodbye, everybody. See you later.